Hi there, folks. Welcome to the program brought to you, of course, by Midas Gold Group, MidasGoldGroup.com. Listen, uh, there is no fairness in the media anymore. I think the division in this country that we see between blacks and whites is pushed in large part because of the mainstream media and their inability, or more than an inability, it's their quest not to cover the news in a fair fashion. I don't know if you saw this horrific, horrific beatdown of a white kid by a pack of black teenagers. Um, The kid, 17 years old, ultimately succumbed to his injuries. I'm going to play you some of the video from this attack and then go through the media's response, or should I say lack of response. The media's not covering this story. Why? Because it doesn't fit a political narrative. That's a huge problem. We're going to talk about that um, uh, on Stinchfield today. Uh, but before we do that again, MidasGoldGroup.com, we're so grateful for their sponsorship of this podcast. Now is the time to put your money into precious metals if there ever was one. With all the uncertainty we're seeing in the world, Midas Gold Group can help you secure your finances. MidasGoldGroup.com. All right, with that, let's get the party started. Uncensored and unapologetic, this is Stenchfield. Here's your host, Grant Stenchfield. All right, I am sad to say that this young man, Jonathan Lewis, uh, died because of the injuries he sustained when a mob of black teenagers attacked him, assaulted him, kicked him, beat him, knocked him down, did everything they could do uh, to just destroy the life of this young man. Um, When I saw the video, I couldn't believe what I was watching and to think in this day and age that this is happening in America today, but it most certainly is. Let me just play a a little bit of it for you. Um, This is the fight. Now you can see at the bottom of that pack where they are kicking and stomping. That apparently is the victim in all of this. Uh, there's another victim as well that ends up getting beaten up, but he doesn't. He doesn't die. Apparently, the story goes like this: This white kid was trying to protect another friend of his, which happened to be smaller and not as agile as uh, smaller and, and not as tough, I should say, as. As uh, um, as anybody that could stand up to 15 people. So he was trying to protect his smaller friend. During that, the pack turned on him and then started attacking him. And uh, ultimately, he died of his injuries. To me, it is sickening that something like this can happen. To me, it is sickening that we live in a world where teenagers think it's okay to beat down Uh, a youngster. Now, at the time of my knowledge of this, I guess we're going back to Monday, there were no arrests by Monday night, and this happened over the weekend. Nobody was covering the story. Two local media outlets in Las Vegas covered it. This happened at a Las Vegas high school, just outside of, of a high school. Two local media outlets cover it, but nobody else does. Why don't they cover it? Well, I think this story didn't fit a narrative. This is the victim, Jonathan Lewis. Say his name, as as uh, the other side likes to say. He looks like a sweet kid. 
He doesn't look too intimidating. I don't think he looks like much of a troublemaker. Looks somewhat of an artsy dude that doesn't look like a gangbanger. It's going to be battling it out on the streets of Las Vegas. He sadly died. Now, why won't the media cover this story? I think the media doesn't cover this story because it doesn't fit their narrative of white people oppressing black people. It doesn't fit their narrative of racial division, of whites going after blacks and and blacks being oppressed, blacks being beaten and attacked, uh, blacks being attacked by white police officers and cops. All of that is the story that they want to push on on us. But it didn't fit that narrative here. And, and in fact, what I was so upset to see was the local news covered the story. But do you know, not once did they point out the fact that all the attackers were black and that the victim was white. Now, can you imagine if the roles were reversed? If this was a black kid who was attacked by 15 white teens. Oh, my Lord. Al Sharpton would be in Vegas right now. Benjamin Crump, the lawyer, you'd have Black Lives Matter rioting in the streets. This would be the the exact reason of systemic racism in America. So I would ask, hey, Las Vegas PD, you going to charge this as a hate crime? Because you sure as hell would have done it if it was a white pack of animals versus a black pack of animals uh, killing somebody. Is it going to be a hate crime? It should be. So this is from the local news where they don't even mention black and white. He says he's a classmate and saw the video. It can happen to anybody. It can happen for me just for like, because I have a natural mean face. It can happen to me just from looking at somebody the wrong way. Neighbor Greg Bostick was shocked to see it. From the video, that, that's a problem. You can't just retaliate with hate, you know, and get back and revenge all the time. You Sometimes you got to talk it out. Off camera, a neighbor tells us that he helped carry the victim to the campus parking lot. Bostick says he saw the aftermath. Somebody was laying on the ground and they were like out of commission and incapacitated. Metro says the victim appeared to be unconscious when school staff performed CPR. Right in that parking lot, I saw somebody uh, getting chest compressions and CPR. The police came, ambulance, fire truck, and, uh, you know, they, they kind of dealt with it. So, again, the entire news story, and I didn't play the whole thing, but I watched the whole thing. They don't say, hey, this was a white kid. Is there race issues in this neighborhood? Is it safe for white kids to walk down the street? Is it safe for black kids to walk down the street? What do you think? You're you're that, that guy they were just interviewing. If you're listening on the podcast, they were interviewing a black gentleman in the neighborhood. What do you think? It was a 15 black kids attacked a white kid. What do you think? It's a common question in local news because all you want is a reaction from the witness. It went through your head when you were watching that. Was, that was how I would ask it. I never like to ask the, the stupid questions. Were you scared? Uh, the robber had a gun in your face. Were you scared? Yes. And then you get a one-word answer. Uh, what I would always say is, what went through your head when the robber stuck a gun in your face? What were you thinking? What was going through your head? Um, you could have asked these people those questions. You had a young black student there as well. Seemed like a super nice guy. Hey, these were black students. Is there a problem? Do white kids, are are they being picked on? Is there an issue of white kids picking on black kids in the school? Just get to the bottom of it. But the problem is we have two sets of standards in this country when it comes to covering news. If there's an opportunity to play the race card that's going to make white folks look bad in America today, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but it is true, the media is going to play that card. 
But if the script is flipped, they will not play that card. And let me make this very clear. It is wrong for black kids to jump a white kid. It is wrong for white kids to jump a black kid. And in a perfect world, I don't care what any of their colors are. I don't care what color. I don't care what race they are. I don't care what religion they are. Really, it doesn't matter. The story is that you had teenagers that jumped another teen. The problem is the mainstream media today has made race an issue. It wasn't me that made it an issue. It's watching the local news media that made it an issue. So the dad has come out and uh, talked. I'm going to play a clip of that in in just a moment but before i do that i want to tell you about this shirt i'm wearing live free it says you see that um live free and uh it is camel style shirt and it's great and you know whose it is one of the defender gear shirts so here's what i want you to do i want you to go to defender-gear.com forward slash grant defender gear is about making a statement about making a bold statement and when you wear a shirt like this you know you're basically a member of Stinchfield's army, right? You're, you're part of a team. You're part of the Make America Great Again, America First conservative posse. And it is about a, a brother and sisterhood of a love of America and not being afraid to show that love for America. So when we say live free with an American flag here, you're telling the world where you stand. Defender-gear.com forward slash Grant. I urge you to go there. Use the promo code GRANT15 for 15% off. GRANT15. All right. Um, I told you I would play you some of the father. Now, can you imagine losing your child this way? Again, this is the victim. But could you imagine losing your child? You send them off to school. You think they're going to be safe. You don't think they're going to be beaten by an angry mob. And, and in this day and age, we're now dealing with white and, and black issues where black kids are beating a white kid. Did race have anything to do with this? I don't know. I, I can't say that it did. I don't know. But it may have. So police ought to be investigating the idea of a hate crime. Now, in the end, I hate hate crimes. I mean, I hate all crimes. But a crime is a crime. You murder someone, just, just charge you with murder. I would think hate is involved with all murders but uh again this is the father of the victim all i can do is just hope that they can find forgiveness in their heart and find a way to be able to come to terms with what they've done man i mean i just love my my children with all my heart and it's just unimaginable that we could ever come to this point jonathan lewis who shares the same so hope they can find forgiveness in their heart what a kind thing to say when they just killed your son. I don't know how you find forgiveness in your heart. If I'm the dad, I'm I'm on the hunt right now. I'm looking for revenge. I, it wouldn't be good. I'd be in I'd be in prison. Somebody does this to my kid, but then you know you you step back and I'm going to say this. It's easy to say, go hunt them down. People that killed your son, and you go you know take care of this. But then what happens? Then you make a situation even worse. Now you are put in prison and uh, and your family is left without now a son and a dad. So clearly you, you can't take matters in your own hands. But this guy's pretty impressive. 
he uh, has forgiveness in his heart after his son was literally just killed. Mostly, I think that it's just a failure of, our, of, of all of humanity to recognize that we need to be teaching our youth how to be able to coexist. Well, it is a failure of humanity. I would also say it's a failure of society when we lack fathers in the household. So when there are no dads around, when there are no no male role models around to say, knock it off. I mean, I promise you, my, my son, he's not perfect. He's 14 years old. No 14-year-old is going to be perfect. He's going to make mistakes. But I would hope that I've trained him well enough. I would hope that I've raised him well enough to know that you're not going to be stomping on kids. You're not going to be be beating kids to a pulp to the point where they succumb to their injuries in a hospital. I've taught my son, you've got to respect life and you protect life. And in many respects, that's what this young Jonathan Lewis was doing. He was defending life. He was sticking up for one of his younger friends, smaller friends. That's a hero. And he died that way. And so now you've got a mainstream media that is just devious in the way it covers this stuff. And it is so inappropriate. So I'm left thinking to myself, when you think about the mainstream media today, what is their role? It used to be to inform, to cover the news. I used to tell people I wanted to take you places you hadn't been before. Maybe that place was a crime scene. And the people at home can't go see what it's like at the crime scene. But I'm a member of the media. I'll take you there. Uh, I'll take you into a courthouse and give you details from a trial because you couldn't get to the courthouse yourself. That was the role I gave myself as a member of the mainstream media. I was going to take people places they couldn't be. And then I would describe those places and what was going on there in an unbiased fashion. So they would have knowledge of current events. Today, that's no longer the role of the media. The role of the media is pushing an agenda. And right now we know the role of the left in this country is to tear America down. And that means the agenda for the mainstream media is to cause chaos, to cause strife, to cause division any way they can. So when it doesn't work in their favor, as in this kid with a pa- this story with a pack of black kids killing a, a white kid, when it doesn't work in their favor, then what do they do? They just don't cover the story. It's lies by omission. Some of the biggest ways you can lie are lies by omission. And uh, quite frankly, that, folks, is what the mainstream media did here. Um, Hey, have you heard about this new movie that's coming out, folks? Uh, Police State. Police State is um, uh, a Dinesh D'Souza film. And you have to go see this movie. This is what I'm talking about. We live in tyrannical times. We live in a world where the government has become so overreaching, so targeting of conservatives. This police state movie exposes it all. So as I said, Dinesh D'Souza is the director. Um, we're, We're watching the FBI literally turn its eyes away from real crimes. Uh, they're calling us domestic terrorists. You've got the targeting of political opponents, President Trump being first and foremost of that. 
using mass surveillance, censorship, indoctrination of our children, threatening families with military-style raids. Just go into our schools and see what they're doing to our kids. So we don't want to be threatened for speaking our minds, but we are. We stand up for freedom of speech. We're threatened. Our God-given liberties are all threatened. This movie is about that. Police State sounds the alarm. Thank you, Dinesh D'Souza. I want you to go see it, policestatefilm.net, policestatefilm.net. All right. Uh, Now I want to talk about an interview that I saw um, that I was quite fascinated with. This was an interview with Pierce Morgan um, and a correspondent named... Douglas Murray, okay? And he's at the Israel-Gaza border, and he had a lot to say about the Palestinians. And I want you to hear some of it because you're not going to get this on the mainstream media. And in fact, Pierce Morgan wasn't enjoying his comments. He didn't like his comments. Um, He didn't like them because they're so true. For Israel these days, and it is in central London, certainly for Jews. Let's talk, um, given you're over there right now, uh, what... what concerns me about what Israel is doing is not their efforts to get rid of Hamas, but because of the particular nature of Hamas embedding themselves amongst civilian populations with the massive amounts of civilian casualties that will inevitably come, and that figure will grow and grow and grow. Are we not, as Barack Obama warned, are we not creating here uh, just an opportunity for far greater radicalization of all those young Palestinians who watch their loved ones get killed? All right, so... You see where he's going? Pierce Morgan saying, oh, well, we're going to fight back and we're going to create more terrorists. Now, what you're going to hear Douglas Murray say is, well, then your answer is do nothing. Don't respond. My answer is also this. Islamic jihadists raise families that are generational. They believe in Islamic jihad for generations to come. This is bred into them. It is a generational fight. Just because we go back and attack them doesn't mean that it's going to end or escalate. The children of these Islamic jihadists will become Islamic jihadists, which is why this war will never end, ever. But let's hear what Douglas Murray had to say. Why would we imagine Hmm. that at the end of all this, they're going to want to do anything other than to become a new version of Hamas in wanting to exact revenge well, for what happened to their families? Well, two things. One is, if you just follow the logic of what Barack Obama said, then you just shouldn't do anything uh, if you're Israel. You should be attacked and just sit back and say, great, we'll wait for the next one. Um, but the second and more important thing is, your question supposes that there is a sort of peaceful Palestinian population in the Gaza who would love a two-state solution and then a few bad apples in Hamas. I think that's not true. Why is it that when uh, one of the victims... So, again... He's going to give a, a, and I'm going to let him do it because he does it great, an example of why it's not a few bad apples, as he says, in, in Gaza. Bad apples is ridiculous. You have tens of thousands of people in Gaza that all want Israel gone. They've elected Hamas into leadership positions. And what Douglas Murray is about to say catches Pierce Morgan by surprise because he, he doesn't want to hear it. He wants to believe that there has to be innocent people in Gaza. But I believe the innocent people in Gaza are few and far between. ...of the music festival, uh, a poor young German Jewish girl 
who it seems was was raped and then uh, brutally uh, murdered and taken into the Gaza naked. Why was it that you can find, and anyone can find this online, uh, a crowd of ordinary Gazans, it wasn't uh, Hamas, it wasn't a Hamas rally, ordinary Gazans uh, uh, spitting on her body, uh, hitting her body, mutilating her body further as it went down the street. Does that strike you, Piers, as a uh, placid population of peacenik types who are just desperately waiting for a two-state solution to be put back on the table for the millionth time in the last 70-something years? It doesn't seem like that to me. <laughs> it doesn't seem like that to me either. I don't mean to laugh because it's a horrible story. We all remember that beautiful young woman who was as he described, raped and then killed and then dragged through the streets of Gaza. They spit on her. They stomped on her. They, they laughed and cheered. That's not innocence. That's evil to the core. Why would you want to see that to anybody? You know, I, I get that if, I mean, I get that if we went after Islamic terrorists, say Osama bin Laden, if he wasn't dead, if we had managed to capture Osama bin Laden, would I like to have seen him suffer a little bit? Absolutely. Would I have dragged him through the streets of New York and let people spit on him and, and pounced on him and do all that? No. Why? Because I'm a human being. Not because I have any remorse for Osama bin Laden or care about him, but it isn't the proper way to do it. I'd be happy to execute him. I'd be happy to uh, to let Osama bin Laden be the subject of a public flogging before he was put to death, um, all of those things. But I'm not going to drag him through the streets and let people spit on him and stomp on him. And that's Osama bin Laden. Think about his his daughter, okay? that's the, I guess that's the real uh, – now, one of his family members, Nor bin Laden, has turned out to be a great conservative, but – Think about a family member of Osama bin Laden. Even if it's a sympathizer, you're not going to drag that person through the streets, stomp on them, but they do in Gaza. No, but there are over 2 million people in Gaza, and there weren't 2 million people in that video clip. There were a few hundred. So I, I don't like to make... Yeah, well, a few hundred at random. A few hundred at random. And did you see anyone in it saying, hey, guys, stop. We're not meant to mutilate the bodies of, uh, of girls or rape them in public. No, I didn't see that. But, but then what you're really articulating, correct me if I'm wrong here, but isn't what you're articulating really an endorsement of collective punishment where you assume they're all guilty. No. And if they don't stand up to Hamas, they're also guilty. Well, and, and that's where people have a problem, I think, well, with the moral line here, which is no, if, you hold, if you hold all the Gazans equally responsible, then is that not collective punishment, which is illegal? Well, first, first of all... So let's listen to what Douglas Murray has to say here. But it's not collective punishment when you know that that area has elected Hamas into office... When you know that they tolerate Hamas there. Now, I understand Hamas is a brutal regime. But at some point, the people have to stand up and say enough is enough. We're not taking it anymore. And at some point, if there's enough people to say we're not taking it anymore, Hamas loses power. That has never happened there. First of all, um, uh, there, are, there is some responsibility for the peoples in the Gaza. 
um, if you elect, elect Hamas and, uh, and they kill uh, Fatah and then they remain in power for all of the years afterwards, um, I'm afraid that there is some uh, responsibility of the people in that situation. You know, when the Germans uh, um, had Adolf Hitler come to power and voted for him, uh, we in Britain took the view that the German people were responsible in some way. So I'm not for collective punishment per se, but nor am I for this idea that there is something unique going on in the Israeli-Gaza context that we in Britain couldn't understand. Actually, there is one we unique in thing. In our own history, there is, there is very one similar things. But there is one unique thing, which is that the population of Gaza is pretty unique in that nearly half of the population are children. That is a unique situation. All right, wait to hear his response here. This is the best response going. Um, remember, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin it for you. Spoiler alert. Genocide. Israel is committing genocide on Gaza. Well, how are there so many babies? Douglas Murray? No, I'll tell you what's unique about the population of Gaza. It's the only population in the world where people routinely claim the Israelis are committing genocide, but which has a population boom all of the time. I mean, th that strikes me as being quite an interesting thing about the Gaza. Um, but as for, as for the moral community, I want to make a very, very important point, if I can say so, on this, which is, you know, uh, people quite often abuse history, and they say things all the time. I mean, about the only thing anyone from history knows is about the Nazis. Here's something I can tell you with absolute certainty, uh, Piers, having not just seen some of the results of what Hamas did on the ground here in Israel a few weeks ago, but having watched the videos of the unedited footage, uh, which I was one of the journalists um, was sadly allowed to see the other day. I can tell you one thing. The comparison between Hamas and the Nazis is insufficient. And I, sorry, there's an incoming, uh, incoming. So right there, this just goes to show you. Safe, Douglas how great these guys are. He's got the incoming and he's got to stop where he's talking about. And then they, they, uh, they, they cut away for just a little bit, but he comes back and he picks up from where he left off uh, about, about all of this. And uh, this is as rockets are literally flying over the guy's head. He thinks one's going to, going to land on him. Um, I'll play a little bit more from Douglas Murray because he's a very, very smart guy unbiased and uh, he tells the truth and there's nothing like a truth teller especially in the media coming out of Great Britain okay because it's not a place where you think of great free free speech um, and and you know clearly we don't really claim this free speech in America either the media does not engage in that but uh, you don't expect it from Great Britain um, hey folks uh, before I get to that, let me tell you about my friends over at Midas Gold Group. Um, MidasGoldGroup.com is where I want you to go. 855-322-GOLD, um, 855-322-GOLD. Uh, here's the thing I'm going to tell you about Midas Gold. There's a lot of gold companies out there that want your business. There's a lot of gold companies out there that would do anything for your business. Uh, here's what I'm going to say. Buying gold is a good idea. I do it, but you need to find somebody you can trust. So first and foremost, I would say call the folks at Midas Gold Group. Talk to them. Secondly, and maybe most important, they have my seal of approval. I know these guys personally. I know a lot of the guys in the office. I hang out with them at times, conservative events, and uh, the reviews are all great from Midas Gold. So many of my listeners and viewers have been using Midas Gold uh, to great success. So this is the reason why, if you're thinking about investing in precious metals, Midas Gold Group is the place to go. MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD, 855-322-GOLD. 
MidasGoldGroup.com, MidasGoldGroup.com. All right, I told you I would play some more of Douglas Murray uh, basically schooling Pierce Morgan. So this okay, is, Douglas? He's still got the rockets being fired over his head. Gaza are from Israel. Speed up a little bit. Um, Here we go. Uh, but just if I can just finish this point, you know this. So there's a lot of banging going on. But anyway, we'll keep going. Um, well, look, if you the, need to, if you need to stop, Douglas, stretch, we understand. The, no, no, don't worry. If we need to stop, I'll I'll, I'll run to the shelter. I assure you. Um, the the thing that struck struck me, you know, Piers, about seeing the seventh of October footage, was that um, uh, even the Nazis were actually ashamed of what they did. You know, SS battalions who spent their days shooting Jews in the back of the head and pushing them into, tr- uh, into trenches had to get very, very drunk in the evening to uh, uh, forget what they had done. Uh, the Nazi high command famously had to sort of get around the problem of soldier morale because the soldiers knew this wasn't exactly what their lives were meant to look like either. I tell you one very big difference. If you look at the footage, the raw footage, and I really hope people don't on a wider scale have to view what I viewed the other day. Um, If they see it, they will see something that is at least as barbaric as what the Nazis did. But here's the difference. They did it with glee. They were deeply proud. You see people... um, uh, trying to, you know, taking the head off a young Israeli man with a shovel and then uh, calling their parents back in Gaza and telling them, Father, Father, I've killed two Jews, with my, t- ten Jews with my own hands. Get mother on the phone. I want to show, tell her how great a dog. Remember, I played that audio of that phone call. Um, I didn't know he'd use a shovel to sever the head of somebody. Uh, I certainly watched uh, these barbaric animals march people into ditches. I watched a lot of the video that I would not want anyone to see. I certainly wouldn't want my family members to see it. But I feel it's important to watch this so I know exactly what I'm talking about and what I'm dealing with. And and Douglas Murray is correct. They took glee in all of this. They seem to enjoy all of this. And that, to me, is the most disgusting part of all of it, is that it wasn't a war for them. Because even, I promise you, even in World War II, when you want to kill your enemy and they're trying to kill you, I think maybe you don't take glee in any of it. You, you wonder what happened to put you in this situation where now you're taking human life. And you know they're trying to kill you and you're going to kill them. But killing innocent civilians, right? Innocent civilians. Who would take glee in that? Just disgusting disgusting and barbaric her son has done you know i I come back to this thing i'm not exaggerating this it's very very interesting and people need to realize you had this situation with uh with the nazis where they also were a genocidal anti-semitic organization but they tried to cover their crimes up hamas actually proud of them Mm. and they've said they will do them until the whole world is clear clear of jews yeah so I suggest we take that seriously, and I think that Israel is taking it seriously. I hope they continue to take it seriously, but I think the world should take it seriously. And that See, the world isn't taking it seriously. The world has turned on Israel. For whatever reason, there is such hatred towards the Jews, in not just America, but across the globe. I don't know it's because they're powerful. I don't know it's because they're rich. 
I don't know if it's because, and look, this is this is stereotypical to say as a whole that they've done very well as a group of people, typically. Uh, they're well-educated. Is it jealousy when it comes to the Jews? I don't know. Maybe. It, 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 I just don't get it. And why now, all of a sudden, on college campuses, and college campuses, literally, um, literally college campuses embracing this hatred of Jews. America's in a really rough spot right now, folks. A really, really rough spot. Um, folks, you know what you can do to get out of a rough spot? You gotta, if you're ever in a rough spot and you got to get out, well, you got to make a phone call to get out of the rough spot. I have a Patriot mobile phone. I want you to get one too. You know, these woke cell phone companies are all moving left, left, left. What if I told you there's a cell phone company out there that embraces the things that we do? I'm talking about Patriot Mobile, of course. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Great customer service. Why? It's 100% U.S.-based, okay? They believe in free speech, the Second Amendment, the sanctity of life, our veterans, our first responders. They spend money pushing programs to help those things. That's where I want my money going. Not to the big three that's paying for Planned Parenthood and all the other craziness. I want Patriot Mobile uh, to be successful so our country is successful. So here's what I want you to do. Go to PatriotMobile.com forward slash grant. PatriotMobile.com forward slash grant. The number is 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Use the promo code GRANT for free activation. Again, the customer service team makes switching so easy with these eSIM cards now and everything. Literally a phone call, and you're switched up. Uh, you get free activation with promo code GRANT, patriotmobile.com forward slash GRANT, 972-PATRIOT. Do it today before it's too late. All right, folks, let me uh, play one more clip that I wanted you to hear because this is uh, Jen Psaki. Psaki. But I say Saki, right? That's how you're supposed to. Say it without the P. It's not like psoriasis. It's psaki. Oh, I can't stand this woman. Now she has a show on MSNBC. And the hypocrisy out of Jen Psaki's mouth is just on par with any hypocrisy we see from Democrats, which tells you it's pretty bad. And yet the hand-wringing and cocktail party speculation about an alternative to Joe Biden is continuing, will continue. Guess what? Joe Biden isn't perfect. No candidate is, by the way. Uh, no, Joe Biden is not perfect. In fact, Joe Biden is far from perfect. In fact, Joe Biden is a disaster. Do you know the latest poll shows that only 14% of Americans think they're better off than they were before he took office? Do you know only 24% of Democrats think they're better off now than they were before Joe Biden? Because he is a disaster. But we have to understand what the alternative is here. If elected to a second term, Donald Trump would prosecute anyone he deems an enemy. Wait a second. If elected to a second term, Donald Trump would prosecute anyone he deems a political enemy. Isn't that what Joe Biden is doing to us? Joe Biden is literally going after every single one of us, including rooting out FBI whistleblowers, firing them all, and kicking them out of government. Unleash troops on protesters and essentially unravel the rule of law as we know it. And this time, he plans to line his administration with people who will actually help him do it. Well, wait a second. That's exactly what Joe Biden did. He lined his administration with people that would help him destroy the country. Alejandro Mayorkas, open border, craziness. Antony Blinken, make deals with Iran, let them get a nuclear program. 
Christopher Wray let the FBI be weaponized against conservatives. He found people that would help him, that would enable him, that would enable the federal government to go after all of us. This is exactly the problem. She's worried about this happening with Donald Trump. Donald Trump, if anything, is going to get those bad people out of government. Yes, maybe he'll go after them with with the strong arm of the law, but they deserve it because they broke it. But sure, Joe Biden is three years older and occasionally trips over things. Look, there's a lot to be concerned about right now when it comes to a second Trump term. The speeches are getting much more disturbing and much more unhinged, and we should all hear it that way. Um, No, they're not. His speeches are totally comprehensible. His speeches are motivating, and his speeches relate to a nation that needs to get back to its original state, needs to embrace its original values. Um, And at least he can give a speech. Joe Biden is out there reading a prompter. He can't get through it. He goes off script. He tells stories that aren't true over and over and over again. The guy is a walking disaster, a trip fest for sure. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us today. I so appreciate you watching. Stitchfield's Army Rolls, thanks to all of you. We will see you on the Real America's Voice show tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, it's great to have you along for the ride. I'm grateful to every single one of you, but I know you know that. Stitchfield's Army Rolls, thank you.